All right, today, welcome. Today is April 24th. Man, it's been over a year since I've done this. So this is the questions that entrepreneurs ask where I take some questions that um, are either sent to me directly on Quora or questions that I find interesting from entrepreneurs that are looking for answers. Um, so depending on the amount of time it takes, I like to usually knock off one, two, or maybe even three questions. And um, so let's get started. First question today. Uh, let's see here. Who asked this question? Uh, the question is, what should one do instead of closing a business if you are making a loss? That's interesting because uh, not even sure that's grammatically correct. But anyway, that's a pretty important question, I think. And my experience is that I've dealt a lot with that businesses that are in trouble and that's kind of my history and sort of my thing. So what do you do instead of closing your business if you're making a loss? Well, the first thing you got to do absolutely 100% is you got to figure out, you know, why are you losing money? Sometimes you lose money because you've lost customers. Sometimes you lose money because the market changes. Um, but the truth is most businesses are losing money because if they've just started, they generally don't know how they made money in the first place. Um, they may have had a really great idea. That great idea might have led to some customers and to some excitement and to them uh, registering their corporate name and doing a bunch of marketing and being successful. But at some point when a business gets going and it gets outside of the hands of the entrepreneur that started it, it tends to get to a place where it, uh, it crashes or it reaches a critical moment where if you don't have a handle on what's going on in the business, um, then you might be forced to close it. Now, typically when a question like that is asked, uh, let me just make sure, what should one do instead of closing a business if you are making a loss? So it's the easiest answer in the world to say, let's just close the business. But the fact that this particular individual is saying, what should I do instead of closing my business, maybe means that panic or fear has struck this particular individual or maybe some anxiety or some stress that goes along with a business that isn't succeeding and um, they know they don't want to close the business but maybe they don't have the people in their life or they don't have uh, the conversation pieces uh, available to them through other people that can help them work through it. So here's what you do for business taking loss. First of all, you got to figure out why your business is losing money. Um, do you know how to make money in the first place? If you know how to make money in the first place, then what has changed? Is the price dropping? Is the market changing? Or do you maybe just have too many expenses that your business is running? And so therefore, you're now in a position where you got to make a loss. So typically what I do is I'll take out a fresh sheet of paper and I'll say to an entrepreneur, I'll say, just explain this to me um, as if I know nothing at all about business. Explain to me how you make money. And then as the entrepreneur begins to articulate that, uh, then it starts to become obvious where maybe some of the wobbly pieces might be. And again, Assuming that the market um, is going to be the market, there's nothing that you can really do about that. And assuming your competitors are your competitors and there are competitive forces that are changing either the price or how you deliver your product, your service. And the only other thing you got to do is look at your business and go, okay, what can we pull away from the business? What can we cut? How can we make sure that our costs, um, that, that we are not paying more than we have to, to be able to run this particular business? And it's surprising how... Uh, that can lead to some interesting conversations. For example, I sat with a fella a couple weeks ago and he runs a commercial painting business and he had talked about how, you know, their crew of 50 or 60 people, he had 
maybe over the course, I think it was over the course of a year and a half, he had changed their compensation package sort of two or three times. He went from putting them on payroll to making them subcontractors to paying them hourly to then paying them based on um, piecework or, or them being able to only get a fixed amount of money for the job that they were doing. And in and amongst all of that, really what he was scrambling to do is to try and figure out how to make money because he knew he could get the jobs. He knew he could buy the paint and the paint brushes and everything else that he needed for the business, but he was struggling to really get his labor under control. And so it's not as if the painting business wasn't needed in the marketplace. It's not as if he needed um, a market that didn't have a lot of competitors in it to do really, really well. He just really needed to figure out, man, how are we going to make some money? If I have to win these contracts at a certain price, and then I have to go and hire a bunch of painters, how do I structure my labor so that I can actually end up making money? So instead of closing your business, you got to sit back with fresh eyes and someone else maybe to talk to or even a pretend person if you don't feel comfortable enough talking to people because maybe you're scared of what they might say or it might affect your reputation. But you do have to sit down and figure, why are we not making any money? Where is the real loss? And then once you've identified what that loss is, then the next thing that you've got to do is you got to start getting to work on, well, what do we do next? In the case of this commercial painter, what he had decided to do is he decided to say, look, instead of taking on every job that I've been taking on over the last year, um, because we're having trouble, I'm only going to take on the jobs that are kind of in our sweet spot. So I'm not going to take $10,000 jobs, I'm not going to take $150,000 jobs, but I think his number was, I don't know, it was like somewhere around... I think it was like somewhere around seventy or eighty thousand dollars. He said seventy or eighty thousand dollars. There's enough margin that I can actually make, you know, some pretty decent money doing that. I can put the projects through quickly enough. And yeah, you know what? I'm probably not going to do the six million dollars this year that I did last year. But if I end up doing half of that amount, maybe I can be more profitable. So figure out why your business is losing money in the first place. Then put a strategy together to figure out. What do you need to do? What, what do you need to do to correct the problem? And ultimately, what do you need to do to be successful? What, what would it take? Um, I was, um, it's easy to think of the things that are going wrong. It's really tough to think about the things that could go right. And especially if you're having a really, uh, especially if your business is going through a really tough moment because you're generally not very optimistic to begin with. You're probably not having um, uh, you're probably not resting well at nighttime. You're probably waking up with, uh, with anxiety or some stress in the pit of your stomach. And so the only thing you can think about is how to protect the, the way, the only thing that you can think about is how do I make sure I don't lose more than what I already have instead of looking at it from the perspective of what, well, what is it that I have to work with right now? And then how can I do what I need to do with it to produce the result that I'm looking for? So closing your business to me at the end of the day means, you know, the jig's up. There's nothing else that you can do, you know, whether it be market forces or competitive forces or your pricing or your accountant screwed you or the government screwed you or whatever your reasons are for closing down your business. Generally, your business will close down because they really just can't see their way through it. The entrepreneur can't see a way to realign the business, correct it, make the changes, downsize, make the tough decisions that are needed for the business to survive. So it's unfortunate the business is closed. I think we all know that the stats are pretty high, that a business will, um, what, 80% of businesses or some number like that, I don't know the exact stat, but the number is really high because it actually is really difficult 
to run a business, first of all, to start a business is easy, but to build a profitable business where there's real money in the bank after the fact, that's really, really tough to do. And as you start a business and get building it and putting wheels on it as you go, um, you can you can lose sight of how are we making money? Are we actually making money? How, you know, what does all of that look like? And so closing a business kind of becomes the, you know, that critical moment um, that any successful entrepreneur has to find a way through and 80% of them don't. So what should one do instead of closing a business if you're making a loss? Figure out why your business is losing money and then figure out what it takes to turn that around and be prepared to make the hard decisions. So hopefully you find that helpful. Okay, let's move along to the next question. What is, what is the biggest problem of small business owners related to growing their businesses? <laughs> well, I think given what, we, what I just talked about, I think probably the hardest thing for, the biggest problem for small business owners related to growing their business is actually understanding how do I take what I patched together and got this far how do I now scale that? And how do I do that um, in, in maybe a more methodical, less haphazard way? And it's difficult to know how to grow your business if you don't really know how your business makes money in the first place, what kind of what the, the catalyst is for it, um, and you know what, what do you need to be able to control? So the simplest thing most business owners, small business owners will do is say, well, we just gotta sell more. Well, that's great. How much more do you have to sell? Um, if you had to sell more, do you do it at the same price, at lower prices? If you had to sell more, does that mean you need more salespeople? Does that change your cost structure? Does that mean that you've got to open up an office or you have to undertake some more monthly subscriptions um, and, and additional overhead to be able to grow? And can your business afford it? Do you have the right people? And firsthand experience for me with small business owners, and it's kind of a classic thing, is a business will get busy and they'll think that the things are going really well. So they're high, they'll hire an admin assistant or they'll hire an office manager, or maybe in their accounting department, they'll hire like a bookkeeper, maybe a controller. Um, then maybe they'll hire like an HR person. All of a sudden they've got all these people on their team because like life is really good. Life is really working out and we're growing and we're doing our thing. But no, the entrepreneur doesn't stop to think for a minute, wait a minute, do I actually need all these people? Is all of this overhead really necessary? And entrepreneurs will often misread the signs and they'll say, just because we're busy doesn't necessarily mean that we're profitable, in which case it doesn't necessarily mean that we should be growing. Now, I know that can sound ridiculous unless you're an entrepreneur that's had to go through that moment of cutting back all of those expenses that you took on in anticipation of growing. And so the, biz, the, the biggest problem that small business owners face uh, related to growing their business is actually not understanding enough about where what is required to grow their business. Um, a kind of another classic line is entrepreneurs will say, well, I just need more cash. Like, I just need an investor. You know, if an investor came along and an investor put like, I don't know, a bunch of money into my business, I could do so much with it. And assuming that that is 100% true, the next question that follows is, okay, so if you had all that money, what would you do with it? Well, we would, you know, we'd market more. We would have more online marketing ads running, or we would hire salespeople and pay them salaries, or, or you know, we could get some of that stuff that we need for our business that allows us to do the thing that we do. But that usually is a back of the napkin answer as opposed to something that's a little bit more planned out and methodical. And what's interesting about both of these questions that have been asked is these questions 
are coming from entrepreneurs that are in the middle of actually experiencing the ramifications of either a closing their business based on the previous question or in this case they're right in the moment of thinking man i need to grow i need to grow and how do i do that and what challenges am i going to face doing it so asking the question is great but until you've actually experienced the moment it's difficult to understand the importance of going well wait a minute why are we growing what does it take to grow if we're growing, are we, do, are we doing that to be the leader in our marketplace? Are we doing that to slaughter our competition? Are we doing that because this is a stepping stone to something different that our business plan calls for? Um, you know, most entrepreneurs just say, go, 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 get me an investor. We just want to grow because we can without really stopping to understand, should you grow? Why do you need to grow? What does it look like if you were to grow? And again, this doesn't need to be like a, I don't know. Um, an exhaustive, you know, six month exercise in doing nerdy business plans, but it, it does require at least a whiteboard, an Excel spreadsheet, somebody that can, that you can bounce the ideas off of to say, okay, growing is important. We think we'd like to grow because we'd like to hire more people. We would like to make more money because that's uh, making more money allows us to go into different marketplaces and take advantage of different opportunities and maybe serve a broader uh, base of customers and so in order to do that kind of what are the pieces that we're going to need who are the people that we need in order to serve our new customers what does our infrastructure our business look like that do our does our email server you know is it going to handle it does our website need to change does how we um you know how we bring in customers is that going to change and so there does need to be some time on some time spent on understanding why you need to grow and what is it going to take to grow specifically. And again, kind of use the baseline question of if someone said, I will fund your growth plan, just imagine for a minute you had a plan, an actual plan that you could explain to someone that made sense, someone that didn't know your business. And they were going to write just an open-ended check and say, here, here's all the money that you could possibly need to grow your business. Well, you should be able to help them understand what does that look like? What's the return on that investment? How do we get that money back? How are we going to use it? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what is the biggest problem of small business owners related to growing their business? It's actually not understanding why they need to grow and what's required to grow. All right, uh, coming up on 15 minutes here. Let me see if I can sneak one more in. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, what is the difference between a good idea and success? And I got one word for that. Execution. Um, and I'm a victim of this myself. I've been uh, bouncing around my own business for a couple of decades. And I think I've got great ideas all the time. And I think most entrepreneurs suffer from having great ideas along with chasing shiny things. But that's a whole different question. Um, so the great ideas versus success really is just one word and it's execution. Execution is really, really, really hard to do. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs talk a good game about being able to execute. Um, a lot of good entrepreneurs can sit around and come up with these wonderful ideas and these dreams and these visions. But really what separates the, you know, the top 1% from the other 99% is execution. Um, ideas are pretty easy to come by. Um, there's nothing terribly unique about a good idea. Um, in fact, you know, there's that old saying in the venture capital community where, um, you know, an 
entrepreneur will say, hey, I've got this really good idea, but I need you to sign this this NDA, this non-disclosure agreement, because I don't want anyone else to know. Well, venture capitalists hear ideas all day long for their entire career. There isn't an idea that they haven't heard that someone else hasn't brought to them, that someone else hasn't brought to them. So the idea itself is not valuable. What makes that idea successful is the ability to execute on it, to be able to take it from something that's just a, a notion or a thought and actually turn it into something that is that is impacting people's lives and, and the world around them. So that was a pretty easy one, I think, to tie off uh, the end of our, our time here together on my first um, kind of live stream questions that entrepreneurs ask for 2019. So hopefully I can get one of these out once a week. Um, I do turn these into podcasts. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you check that out. And I am on Quora. So I pick these questions right off of Quora. Some of them are sent to me directly. Some of them I just see in the stream and I enjoy looking at the other answers that people have given. So um, this has been pretty rad. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you on the next stream.